Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you. You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited, so go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Hello, hello. It's your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, and it's the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. Today is a really special episode. I will have you all know I stopped my Beyonce listening party just so I could record this for you. So you are very special to me. If you haven't had a chance, take a listen to Queen Bee's new album. It's super fun, super different from anything she's done before. Highly recommend. I love seeing that she's not afraid to do something different. Just speaks to radical self-confidence and high self-worth. So Go Beyonce, love the new album, Renaissance. Um, Let's hop into today's content. I want to talk to you about ghosting with high self-worth versus being ghosted with low self-worth. What are the different experiences? And obviously, how can we help you align with the high self-worth version of yourself? So that if this does happen to you, you can navigate it in a healthy way. So let's just talk about ghosting in general, right? Ghosting is when 
you're messaging with somebody or maybe you've even gone on some dates with them and then all of a sudden they drop off and you don't hear from them at all. They've ghosted you. They've become a ghost. And those of us who have experienced it, we know how frustrating it is, how painful it can be. I have worked with women who have dated people for months and they've been ghosted three months in, right? And what I will say say is that I think um, the length and the depth of the relationship usually correlate with it being more painful. So the longer you've known someone, the closer you are, and then to be ghosted, right? Like it's, it's more painful if you've known the person for a really long time. But it's painful no matter what. And it really sucks to be on the receiving end of ghosting. One of the reasons is we feel like we have no closure. If you've ever been there, you know this. You're like, what did I do? What happened? Did they get in a car accident and now they have amnesia? There's so many questions, right? Did did they reconnect with their ex and now they're just getting back together with their ex? Um, was it that I talked about wanting to focus on my career and that I'm not sure if I want children? It's like you're left with so many questions and it's incredibly frustrating. So obviously, even with high self-worth, I just want to acknowledge, even with high self-worth, it's frustrating, um, but it doesn't have to be so damaging. So like I said, we're going to help you navigate ghosting as best as you possibly can. So let's just talk about what happens if you're ghosted and you have low self-worth. With low self-worth, you're going to connect the ghosting to your own insecurities and you're going to say that it means something about you and you're going to believe that you did something wrong, right? And this absolutely tracks with likely childhood experiences or past relationship experiences where you are putting the blame on yourself and thinking that you did something wrong. So this could look like ruminating over and over again on the conversations that you've had with the person, on the dates that you went on, and trying to find, quote unquote, where you went wrong. Have any of you done this? I know some of you listening can really relate. It's like you're doing the relationship autopsy and you're a detective and you're just looking for clues in every part of the relationship and you're saying, "Well, what did I do here? Was it that I was it that I did this? Was it that I did that? Is it because they came to dinner with my family and my family said something?" You know, there's you're just searching for clues, right? You're taking it on yourself and you're thinking that you did something wrong. Also, ghosting with low self-worth reinforces fears of abandonment, and limiting beliefs about yourself and limiting beliefs about relationships, right? If I believe that everyone will leave me, that I'm not a great partner, that there's way more people that are better looking than me, that are just better people in general, and that I'm going to be left for someone else, right? Maybe I'm holding on to these beliefs. 
experiencing ghosting will reinforce those beliefs that you have and actually make those beliefs stronger, which then negatively impacts you in your dating life and makes it harder to even continue to date, right? There, you start to have a lot of blocks around even wanting to be in the dating world. You're like, I'm good. I'm going to hang out with my dog. I'm going to travel the world with my girlfriends. I'm going to do me. I'm just going to focus on myself for six months. And I'm taking a six-month celibacy time to just really focus on me and heal. That's it, right? Like, I'm I'm sorry. I'm kind of making fun. But like, that's where it gets you if you're taking things so personally in your dating world and you're making it about yourself, then you're going to want to get out of the dating world. And that's not what you need. You actually need to be able to stay in and to be open to connection. Um, and that's why dating needs to be fun. It needs to be sustainable. You have to be able to do it from a securely attached place right? So we named some of the things of what it looks like when you're ghosted with low self-worth. And clearly, it's not good. It does not feel great. It reinforces a lot of negative beliefs. And it leaves you spiraling and ruminating. And you may think about it for months or years, right? Like you're probably just holding on to this experience and you're letting it damage your future experiences. Okay. So now that we've talked about what we don't want, let's talk about what we do want. If you've been ghosted and you have high self-worth, what you realize is that there are so many factors in making a relationship function and having a healthy, securely attached, great relationship. You realize there's a lot of factors. And one of the things that you also realize is this person showed you a lot about who they are early on, and you become so grateful that you have this data about this person so early on. And you say, okay, even if it's a few months in, right? You learn so much about someone's character if they're dipping out without communication and then you're not hearing from them. You learn so much about them and you get to this place actually of gratitude that you know this about the person and that you know that it's not emotionally healthy for you to invest any further into the dynamic, right? So you get to this place of gratitude that they showed you who they are. That's one that's one piece. Another piece with high self-worth, you realize, okay, clearly this person is not meant for me. And you say there are plenty of people out there who are excited to date me. So this is the abundance mindset, right? In the low self-worth example, one thing I forgot to mention is you would be in scarcity mode and you would say, what if I never find anyone? It's never going to happen for me. There's nobody out there for me, right? With low self-worth, that's the reaction to ghosting. But with high self-worth, you say, 
okay, I am grateful that this space has been cleared, that I know this about this person. And I actually realize I don't want a partner who's not going to communicate, who's not going to be upfront and honest with me. I don't even want to be with that person. And I'm so grateful that there is space in my life for the next person to come in. And I know that there's so many people out there right now who I could date, right? This is the securely attached, high self-worth version of you. And what happens, it's not to say that they don't feel pain or that you wouldn't grieve. Of course, I can be securely attached and still grieve the connection and allow myself to process the pain. What's so helpful though, is I do not dwell in it. I allow myself to feel it and then to release it. And I also do not take full responsibility for the relationship ending. I acknowledge that there's two people in the dynamic and that I had done what I could on my part and that the other person did not have capacity to meet me where I needed to be met in order to have a relationship. There's that word. It's so important when you're trying to release a past relationship, you have to remember whether it was ghosting, infidelity, or just a hard breakup, you have to remember that all of us have a different amount of capacity for intimacy and connection and for building relationships. And sometimes we're with someone for a while who simply did not have the capacity to build the kind of relationship that we want. And instead of judging them and being pissed and being so angry, we can have empathy and understand that they were not able to build the kind of connection that we wanted. I was doing a call with all of the current um, empowered, secure, loved group members and also all of the graduates. It was so fun. It was a wonderful group. And one of the things I talked about to allude to this is we used a metaphor and I was saying, look, when you're building a relationship, you're, cr- you're co-creating a living thing with another human, right? And if we applied it to a home building metaphor, it's like if one person is trying to build a modern country farmhouse that's elegant and beautiful, and the other person is coming in and they're trying to build a teepee, like their goal is to build a teepee, those two people, they're both building something, but they have different materials and they're building something entirely different. They do not have an aligned vision for what they're trying to build. And relationships are a lot like that. So sometimes when someone has ghosted us, what we can realize is we were trying to build two different things. And likely the ghosting could come from difficulty with communicating and fear about how you would respond if they were open and honest with you about what they wanted to build or about what their needs are. So instead of having that difficult conversation, they ghost. 
And here's what I know. You want a partner that is not afraid to have difficult conversations because difficult conversations are a part of a long-term, healthy, securely attached relationship. So if you have someone who's ghosted you, realize this, they did not have the capacity to be the kind of partner that you need and that you deserve. And I hope that that's really healing to you. Maybe some of you listening to this, you were ghosted a long time ago and you're just kind of revisiting it. And I hope that this is healing so that you can release it. Forgiveness is deciding we're not going to carry something around. It's not that we invalidate it or that we say that it's okay. It's that we say, I understand what happened. I understand where that person was at and I accept where they were and I accept the lack of capacity, right? I accept that they did not have the capacity to show up and meet me how I needed to be met, and I release the anger. So it's not about invalidating. You have a right to be pissed off. It hurts. It's painful, right? So we can validate and decide to release. And one thing I want to clarify is that, hey, sometimes the way that we show up in relationships contributes to someone's need to ghost us, right? I'm not saying that we can take 100% ownership or that ghosting's your fault. Absolutely not. But I do believe that when we change our relationship lives and we begin to have healthy relationships, it's about acknowledging the ways that we contribute to our experiences. So how could you be contributing to ghosting? One way is that if you've if the partner who ghosted, if they felt like they could not be honest with you, if they felt like they couldn't communicate and be heard, um, if they felt like there would be a lot of repercussions if they were honest and told you exactly how they felt, right? So in partnership and securely attached relationships, we have to create the dynamic where open, honest communication is welcome and appreciated, no matter how challenging the conversation is, right? So what if, um, for example, I'll, this is a funny example. All right. I was, oh gosh, years and years ago, dating somebody, went on two dates, and then received bouquets and bouquets of roses in my psychotherapy practice office that, yes, I had to explain to clients later. Also received multiple letters from this person sharing how I was to be the mother of their children. They couldn't wait to marry me. Keep in mind, I've known this person about two weeks, and this is the level of intensity Clearly, this is someone with a ton of anxious attachment, really emotionally dysregulated, really struggling. Um, and being on the receiving end of that level of emotional investment made it really difficult for me to communicate with that person because I knew how invested they were 
And since I knew they really struggled with emotional regulation, it was really hard to have the conversation with them that I did not think that we could continue in a relationship. Me being the person I am and just having all the time and expertise of having challenging conversations and all the research, yes, I did not ghost this person. However, it was incredibly challenging. And I think that's something we have to keep in mind that if we create a dynamic where the communication feels hard, then yeah, people are wanting to ghost. Should they ghost? No. But I think we have to be aware and take ownership of what is the dynamic that we're creating. And of course, inside of the Empowered Secure Love Program, we talk about a slow build and creating a securely attached relationship and pacing of the emotional investment and open, honest, direct communication about what you want, et cetera, right? Like there's ways to build a relationship so that communication is part of the culture and it's welcomed and it's supported and it's appreciated. And when you do that, ghosting is highly unlikely. So anyways, all this to say, I have to take both sides and just acknowledge that there's a ton of factors in why it happens. Ghosting is obviously associated with avoidant attachment styles and avoidant attachment clearly leads people um, to be at risk for really struggling with tough conversations and struggling with intimacy. And they usually have a lot of beliefs themselves about, I can't do relationships well. And they don't have a lot of practice at even having tough conversations. So a breakup conversation for someone who's avoidantly attached, uh, it's like throwing them in the deep end and they've never swam before. They have no desire to do it, right? Like, They've never even had the floaties on in the pool and you throw them in the deep end. It's really scary and unappealing to them emotionally. So I hope this episode gave you a ton of insight. I hope that you can practice high self-worth. It serves you in your dating life no matter what's going on in your dating life, right? When we can operate with high self-worth and we know that we're a high value partner that there are so many people out there right now who'd be so excited to date you and to get to know you that you're worthy of reciprocal, kind, securely attached relationships, that you're worthy of taking your time to get to know someone and letting people earn your emotional investment and earn your vulnerability. All of this connects to being that person who's of high self-worth and a securely attached partner. I hope you got some value out of this. And of course, you know, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching 
And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.